Dimebox, Texas. A new brew high in Lulu. Here comes the refrain. It has a dying fall here. A glimmer turns to grit. The pain is what brings tension to the string. There's so much I can't mention. I sit and wait again. I'm here in Lulu. Six days since the Easter parade that never happened. No, I shouldn't say it never happened. The Easter parade consisted of a few wild animals wandering down Pine Street. A herd of elk, a nervous rabbit, not the wolves. The wolves watched from the northern ridge. Sally Langerhands drove through the barriers we can call that part of the parade. But the star of the parade that never happened would have been the 96 enormous semi and flatbed trucks that ran up and down Hooper's Hill again and again. The helicopters overhead, if helicopters can count as part of a parade, the workers streaming in in what looked like fancy prison buses. The recently crowned rodeo princess never got to make her debut the antique horse-drawn Studebaker Surrey carriage, but I do revise my statement. There was indeed a parade on Easter. Since then, the noise from Hooper's Hill has been constant with sounds of construction. Reactions among the Lulu citizenry have ranged from denial to fledgling attempts to organize to secret research, the kind that if you mentioned would make you seem tinfoil hat. Internet search is an incognito mode you wouldn't want the NSA or your loved ones to peruse. What good could come of that? There's been a marked uptick in incognito usage in Lulu. Tamara Tillman washed her hands of it, if only for a couple days. She and boyfriend Brownie escaped for an impromptu campout to a forgotten ghost town 67 miles south of their junkyard in Douglas County. We decided to go get lost. Wind speed in Douglas County touched eight on the Beaufort scale during the day, which is to say very, very windy. Gotta hold your cigarette between your hands so the wind don't smoke it for you. Tamara's tent was ripped from its stakes and blown away. But the prospect of going back to Lulu must have been worse than the elements. Tillman and Brown made love in the car as they waited out the storm, which finally passed late that afternoon. Say, forget the tent. Curl up just me and my man by the fire up under the stars. Yeah, that was romance. Tamara's son Francis was not invited on the excursion. He was left to fend for himself, sustaining mostly on hot dog buns with mustard. Yesterday, he was looking longingly into the window of Twin Eagles Cafe like some kind of Oliver Twist. 
family practitioner Bobby Trout came walking along and tried to say hello. But nowadays, it's like Francis Tillman has ice in his blood. Francis Tillman had none of the doctor's friendliness. He doesn't look at me anymore. Doesn't talk about his day or his dancing or his sports. Seems different now. And not better. We'll hear more from Dr. Trout later. A town hall meeting has finally been arranged. The elusive Mayor Minor will speak. Maybe Mayor Minor will say something useful, illuminating, comforting. The crowd is restless. The reporters from the Nickel Pickle sit at the ready with notepads and handheld recording devices. And the workers, the crew from Hooper's Hill. It's like a show of force. They stand in their identical flannels and orange hard hats against each of the four walls, encircling, silent and stern, stared at by the people of Lulu, and I think. defiant. Mayor Minor. I've been taking calls, emails, and meetings. Really trying to understand what's going on in our town and trying to understand the feelings of our community. But let me be clear, it isn't my position or my role to go around airing out other citizens' plans, peeking through doors, engaging in any kind of um, discourse that might compromise another citizen's right to privacy. So it's a balancing of privacy and accountability, both of which are essential to everyone in this room. So I will continue to meet with my constituents. In the meantime, you are safe. You are my first concern, my first priority. As our opportunities as a community continue to unfold, we will enjoy a re- doubled prosperity. And maybe, just maybe, we'll gain a little perspective on what a dangerous thing wild speculation can be. I won't be taking any questions, thank you. I'm in the early stages of research on the mayor himself, who less than a year ago had never been heard of in this town or county, best I can tell before an electoral media blitz quickly sent him to the pinnacle of local leadership. My findings as yet are potentially alarming but lack substance. More on that as it comes. With her reaction to the mayor's performance, Dr. Bobby Trout. I'm not sure what Mayor Miner was expecting. He's standing up there with these ghoulish, engineer-looking nerds next to him doing this rah-rah, sis-boom-brah stuff with, with all these buzzwords about sustainability and vibrancy and community. And it's like, wait, what are we actually talking about? We were left out of the process. This whole dog and pony show about how transparent we are. And here's Mayor Miner in the vaguest terms, trying to sell us on something he's pretty obviously already committed us to. 
I mean, am I such a snoop for wanting to know who the hell are these creepy little men in the hard hats? Why don't they talk? They are not becoming dynamic new members of our community. They're perverse. And Mayor Minor, what the actual hell is that giant structure thing on top of Hooper's Hill? This monstrosity that sprung up literally overnight, conspicuously before the town hall meeting that was supposedly about starting a dialogue and not some retroactive, superficial political gesture. And, and, and what the hell is that smell? Seriously, what the hell is that smell? What is the smell? of the Luluites. It's strange to know that something is wrong, but not to be able to name it. I understand that problems be damned, there's still life that needs living. The bills need paying, the groceries need buying. There's iron the gym rats need to pump. They must pump it. There's still the poster on Melba Karn's office wall, with the kitten clutching the rope and the caption that reads, Hang in there. A week ago, there were probably people here in the early thrills and rushes of falling in love. Why should some building on a hill or a cadre of people in hard hats cross their stars? So the recovery meetings, book clubs, farmers markets, nothing has stopped. But an uninvited, anxious spirit now hangs in every room. Pervades or at least chimes in on every moment. Take church on Sunday. Pharmacist Carl O'Connell. I've turned up something very compelling and a lot like all this, these visitors on Hooper's Hill, that took place outside Dimebox, Texas in 1973. And the outcome, to the extent you can find an outcome, was not good for the man that infiltrated the compound. And Marianne tells me she's not interested in a good story. She's interested in what's real. Well, other folks seem to think it's helpful, or at least interesting. The grainy pictures, the testimonials, everything that wasn't covered up. I know how that sounds. And I bring all my findings to share with the congregation at church, and she, she slugs me in the arm, in front of God and everybody. And that really, really hurt for a long time. And 
they all laughed at me. There's a restaurant on the south end of town just before the orchards called Barbecue Palace. It comes onto my radar as the go-to place for the after-church crowd. It's booked out for upcoming high school graduation parties. If I had to name the place where Lulu breaks bread, Barbecue Palace would be it. I know it isn't good reconnaissance to go letting places or people represent things to me, but I note to myself that Barbecue Palace gives me feelings. Just before closing time, I enjoy a two-pound porterhouse, ranch-style beans, Texas garlic toast. It's there, enjoying my first real meal in maybe years. I feel a swelling of something and I almost squeak out a whimper, which surprises me. I confront myself with the question, Storm Chaser, why are you being emo? But I know exactly why. Dutifully sitting at a distance, and waiting for catastrophe is a living hell. I wish I could help the person who will first be culled from this community. I wish I could spare the people that probably come next. But my marching orders are clear. Maintain anonymity. Document your findings. Stand pat. In short, archive everything. Prevent nothing. I've never had a problem with my marching orders. But I've, al- but I've always arrived at the problem too late. I've never had a crisis of duty. I suppose there is a glimmer of hope. It's beyond doubtful. It would be the first time. But maybe Sergeant O'Connell can head them off at the pass. Police Sergeant Marianne O'Connell. So I decided to get proactive. Look for a number, can't find a number. Look for some signage, no such signage. So I just hop into my squad car, try to go talk to these people. And I do the zigzag routine up Hooper's Hill. And I get to this wall. They must have got from some maximum security prison or somebody. And they must have had some kind of lookout or something. Because there's this line of maybe 20 of these guys waiting outside the gate all sort of aimlessly milling around, pretending like they're not looking at me. And there's this one guy who seems like he's the main guy because his hat is blue. And he comes up to me direct and he says, we're just enjoying some exercise, like I guess an explanation why they're all bumbling around together. And I introduce myself as Sergeant Marianne O'Connell And he doesn't have anything to say about that. And I welcome them to our community. And he says, Cool, but like a robot would say it. And then he gives me the most unenthusiastic thumbs up I have ever seen in my life. It was absolutely chilling. And I point to his hat. And I say, safety first. And he goes, are you asking me? 
And I say, am I asking you what? And he goes, are you asking me anything? Now I'm waiting. And he kind of leans in close to me. And he says, with this giddy thrill in his voice, one word. He says, science. And I guess that was the secret word or something because they all scooted back inside in about four seconds flat. And I make a beeline straight for the mayor's office because something shifty is going on up there and I need a looky-loo. I need paperwork. And I am not taking science as an answer a second time. Welcome to Lily. 